Hey everybody, how are you? Oh, we're so happy to be back. You are listening to hashtag Black Wealth is back. And we are back to give you an amazing journey through our podcast at this moment. My host, my name is Zarina Hameen. I'm your host of hashtag Black Wealth is back. And today's topic is going to be a lot of fun um, because we're going to, I always love topics where it's more of a review more of a review that gives insight and knowledge to people moving forward into a new year. And speaking of a new year, we are officially, what we, five days, four days, no, four days, (laughs) uh, to approaching a new year. And so this episode and this topic could have come at a better time, where the topic for today is 2022 in review, uh, Black Generational Wealth. And the purpose of this is to basically explore the top five uh, companies, people, just regular people, uh, startups that are, are being created to that are literally, physically, every day tackling generational wealth by what they're creating. And so it's going to be a really good time to really give that information so that one, you could follow them, make sure that you're supporting anything that has to do with black generational wealth as well as you know just enjoying and reflecting on an amazing year i have to say an amazing year in the subject i've been following it very thoroughly that is my job (laughs) and i can tell you it's there have been more people this year than i've ever seen before especially in the new millennium who have done or have have brown breaking products businesses that are leading the path they are going they are what we're going to be talking about in the future when our community is built up through generational wealth but when our community starts to build and grow into the direction that we already know it's headed and that it could be even stronger if all of us just have the knowledge of who we should be supporting what we should be supporting and also an understanding of how we can build our own So again, my name is Zarina Hameen. I am your host for hashtag Black Wealth is Back. So we came to you, it's been a few months. And as you know, this is a quarterly podcast, which a big update for that, uh, that I wanted to kind of dive into is that we are now going to go monthly. So we'll become a monthly podcast starting in 2023. I'm very excited to announce that. Uh, 2022 in review for us. has been very amazing uh, as we've you know, revealed uh, a little earlier this year, we were rated one of the top 80 uh, black podcasts for black wealth and finance by Feedspot. We have, were a part, we took place in a cohort with uh, the Lindfest Institute of Journalism. Uh, the company as a whole was rated, uh, was rated a 2022 or awarded a 2022 Philadelphia award 
And in addition to that, most recently, we were inducted into the Marquis Who's Who in America, which is an amazing accomplishment. And only few people of the African diaspora are um, a part of this. So this is it's, it's been a really great journey for us in 2022 as well. So, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, we I, I say it all the time and I'm going to say it again. This podcast, even though I'm the only one speaking right now, <laughs> uh, is set up to be a conversation. So we welcome any suggestions, feedbacks, topic ideas, or just comments, things that you want us to know. You can submit those to uh, blackwealthisback at gmail.com. You can submit them directly here. uh, Just send a message to anchor.fm slash blackwealthisback, as well as our Facebook, our company Facebook at Alani Media, as well as our Instagram, which is uh, Alani underscore media underscore group. So we love to hear from you. We want to hear from you as we move into this new year. We have a lot of great things coming up for you this coming uh, for 2023. We have a lot more guest hosts and also, you know, just a plethora of information for you guys to kind of sit on. So I don't want to waste any more time. Again, we're really excited to be back, really excited about the topic today. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back to talk about generational wealth. 2022 in review, the top five groundbreaking businesses, startups, or products of this year, and how we are moving forward in 2023. So don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And I'll talk to you soon. Have you subscribed to Alani Magazine? Well, what are you waiting for? Alani Magazine reaches over 250,000 readers worldwide. And in addition to that, they also have an amazing brand, a true hashtag, our now is next, which is their slogan, to give you highlights on businesses and startups that are making groundbreaking, moving transitions. You can read more about subscribing, but in addition to that, you get to get exclusive content advertising for your business, free attendance to in-person and online events, as well as social media marketing and so much more. To learn more, visit www.alanimag.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Zarina Hameen of Hashtag Black Wealth is Back. And again, very excited to be back here with you. So we're going to dive right in. But before we do that, I want to explain just a bit about why we focus so much on generational wealth. It is literally, and this is the best way to put it, is literally the tie that hasn't bound us. It's, It's what other races in this country, especially in the United States and all around the world, but in the United States where I'm located and where the company's located, um, it's the one thing that we've been missing so that we can get the respect that we need, that we are able to launch forward. We've always had to, especially Black Americans or members of the African diaspora in America, it's the one thing that has crippled us is not having it. 
right? So I say that because it comes with a slew of things, not just money and not just finances. I don't want anyone to think that that's all we're promoting here. And I can give you the perfect example of that, this whole issue with Kanye West this past, these past few months and what he said about the Jewish community, uh, whether you believe it or not, is irrelevant. The mere fact, someone put on Facebook and I agreed with them, that you know, all of these companies, they didn't disown Kanye when he said slavery was a choice. You didn't see Adidas pulling out of Yeezy shoes. You didn't see this uproar. You didn't see this anger and why? And I've made this point several times on this podcast because the Jewish community has established generational wealth. They own almost everything. And so they are a, what, what comes with that outside of money is respect. You know, even Dave Chappelle said it when he hosted Saturday Night Live. He knew in a business 30 years ago, the one thing he could never do is go against the Jewish community because he said no one has ever done good after that. Why is that? It's because they have established wealth. And so it doesn't matter how much we protest and how much we hold up our picket signs and do Black Lives Matter and treat us as equal. Unfortunately, we live in a capitalist society and in that capitalist society says if you don't have any money, if you that money equals growth, stature, and everything. And until the members of the African diaspora and our communities understand that and start building that, things aren't going to change. So that's why we focus heavily on establishing your finances, your wealth, generational wealth. So I say that to say, um, you know, I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to highlight five toppers in 2022 who are really on the path of doing that. And in addition to that, we're going to talk about how other companies outside of the African diaspora are supporting it. I'm more into us doing things on our own. But I also realize that we, this is just the world we live in. And I've, that's something that I'm starting to slowly come to terms with because I was raised when, you know, with parents who grew up in the 60s and they, they established everything themselves. You know, if their kids needed food, they set up breakfasts, you know, in the community. If they needed clothes, they did clothes drives. They took care of themselves. But that's not where we are now as after integration. So, you know, I definitely want to also highlight um, you know, companies that are giving funding for us to establish our generational wealth, which again, makes us still reliant on them. Hopefully not if you're reading the fine print. <laughs> so, um, you know, without further ado, the first person we're going to talk about today is a beautiful woman named Valerie Daniels Carter. And what she did this year is she just became the, the I don't know how I even want to say this. She just, she has the biggest or largest, I should say, female-owned franchise organization in the U.S. So not only just is she a, uh, is she a woman of African diaspora, not just the biggest Black woman or woman of African diaspora female-owned franchise in the U.S., the largest female, period. <laughs> and that's awesome. I think that's absolutely, absolutely awesome. So her her company is V&J Holding Companies Incorporated. And it's not only the largest female-owned franchise organization in the U.S., but the largest minority-owned Pizza Hut franchisee in the U.S. And all of the restaurants combined make V&J one of the largest restaurant franchise companies in the country. 
And the way she started it, she started actually at a very young age. And now she's finally getting to reap the award, the rewards, thankfully. Um, but her journey began in 1982 um, when her and John Daniel Jr., founder of V&J Foods Incorporated, um, according to, you know, resources, decided on this idea. They took out a loan. Um, they, you know, they were able to break ground on their first restaurant, but, you know, it, it was a, definitely a, a big struggle to becoming the largest minority-owned franchise company in the country. That was no easy thing to do. So I would definitely look into her. Um, I could say so much more about her, but again, um, you know, she she always felt like she was an entrepreneur and she could do it. And now, as a result of that, she's been able to employ thousands of people. She's been able to give back to her community, and she's been able to give insight and knowledge of other to other people, especially people of the African diaspora, who also want to start a franchise, which in turn builds generational wealth. So again. Definitely look her up. Valerie Daniels Carter is her name. And again, she owns the largest female owned franchise organization in the United States. And again, we don't hear about her, do we? A lot of the, most of these people that we talk about today, you have never heard of, but they are literally groundbreaking people. So, next on our list, and this is pretty awesome because I, I actually think. It's the best example of generational wealth. And the reason I say that is because whenever you have a father and son that do something together, what's more generational than that, (laughs) right? A father creates a company with his son and starts to build on it and grow it. Because what is supposed to happen is when the father retires or, or goes away, the son will keep leading and then his son and then his child, or it doesn't have to be a son, it could be a daughter or whatever the case may be. But that is the epitome of, of generational wealth. So the second on our list is the first father, this father, I don't want to say the first father and son. We have plenty of fathers and sons that, that take on a business. But this father and son duo launched the first ever Black-owned athletic supply company. I, when I read this, I was shocked because, silly me, I didn't even think about uh, athletic supply companies and that there aren't any Black-owned ones. Because all of us go to Foot Locker, we go to, you know, we we go to Models, all these places, and it never occurred to me that they're making, and all of us are a part of it. I mean, anytime you go to any of those stores, it's mostly people of the African diaspora who are in there buying. And for some reason, it never occurred to me that there wasn't a Black-owned <laughs> athletic supply company. So, Orande Booker is the name of the father. And his 14-year-old son, Kendall, have made history as the founders of Book Dog Sports. I'm going to say that again so you guys go support them. Book Dog Sports. And they are the first ever Black-owned athletic supply company. They're based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, They just started out, but it's been highly successful pretty quickly. Uh, The company has already taken taken a lot. In the beginning, they took a lot of pre-orders. And and the product is called HW101, which is a basketball made with premium microfiber composite leather 
that offers amazing grip and durability to last all season. So it's not gonna air out or dry out or scrape up. So that's what that's their first product is that they're they've provided these basketballs called HW101. And it's made with premium microfiber composite leather. All right, so you guys gotta go check them out. And Orande has been, long been supporting his son um, at team practices and games. So his son plays basketball. And that's where he kind of came up with the idea. He noticed that all the equipment used by the players, trainers, and coaches was developed by four companies and none of them were black owned. And I'm sure it's two of the companies I just mentioned are on that list. So that is what inspired him just going to his child's games uh, to create his own company uh, that would be a major supplier of athletic products. And so again, they've already started taking pre-orders. They have the basketball, HW101. They're going to be moving into different other avenues of sports equipment. So definitely, like I said, I can be talking about them all day. Um, and, you know, in, in 2021, U.S. wholesales of basketballs amounted to an estimate of $286 million. And none of them are black owned. But when you look at basketball as a whole, majority of the players and the athletes are of the African diaspora, are black, are African-American. So this is an amazing kind of breakthrough. So definitely check them out. The name of the company is Book Dog Sports. First product, HW101. Okay, don't forget it. That is the epitome of generational wealth. He's creating it for himself and his children and everyone coming behind them. And the third in our top five is none other than this beautiful woman who I just, I adored her before I, I got this breaking news about what she was doing. And her name is Melody Hobson. And she is to be an owner of the Denver Broncos. And she's the first black woman with an equity stake in the team. I'm gonna say that again, the first black woman with an equity stake in a team. Again, if we look at the NFL, who are the athletes? Who are the players? Who are the people who make the NFL the money? People of the African diaspora. And you mean to tell me in the, in the, in the whole history of the franchise of the Denver Broncos, there's never been a black woman stake equity has had to have stake equity in the team. That's insane. But it's beautiful to look at, if we're looking at the positive, that that's changing. So much is changing this year. So much has changed this year. I'm so excited about 2023. Um, she, Hobson, managed to put her bid into purchase the Denver Broncos thanks to a partnership with an ownership group. And, you know, based off ESPN, the group is led by Walmart, Air Rob Walton and includes Hobson, which is also the co-CEO of Aerial Investments, a mutual fund group with a short-term focus on under- uncovering misprized companies with values that are sure to be realized over time. She's 53 years old. She is considered to be one of the most powerful executives in the nation. Again, how many of you have heard of her? This is what I'm talking about. This is why we're bringing you the knowledge. When she was is a co-leading Ariel, along with co-CEO John W. Rogers Jr., Hobson sits on Starbucks Corp. Board of Directions, Directors as the chair. 
as well as the Board of Financial Services, giant J.P. Morgan Chase. This woman is, I, I want to say Bill Gates level, but if she's not there yet, she's getting there. And this is a new, and so she decided to invest and become an equity stake partner in the Broncos. And the reason this is so groundbreaking is because, again, when we discuss generational wealth, that's what we need. We have to have equity stake in things, even if it's not. These are things that are created and owned by us. We have to have our skin in the game. That's what creates it. She can now leave if you know anything about equity, which I hope you do. If not, don't worry. We're going to announce it. We're going to talk about it in a future podcast. (laughs) She's not only... What you can do with equity is equity can be transferred. So I'm not sure uh, because we didn't really dive too much into it. If she has children and grandchildren or maybe just children, but her equity can be transferred. And it only builds over time. So again, that is Melody Hobson, you know, said to be an owner of the Denver Broncos. Um, and and also sits on boards like Starbucks, J.P. Morgan Chase. I mean, this woman is phenomenal. So definitely look her up. And she's the co-CEO of Aerial Investments. Our fourth here is going to be our fourth and fifth are very cute. So I'm excited to talk about them. We have a beautiful 11 year old named Michaela Omer, who is already at 11, a multimillionaire because she started her business at four. She has just been, well, not just been, but it's, it's been a while coming where her product that she has is being sold at Whole Foods and Whole Foods paid $11 million to stock her drink. She turned over millions every year with a lemonade business that she got started when she was four years old. And now Whole Foods is selling that lemonade and gave her $11 million to sell it. And she doesn't lose main control of the company. And her company has continued to grow ever since she was seven, like the seven, like she's from Texas. She earned $11 million before her 12th birthday. And the company has grown ever since, ever since this deal. So definitely, I I don't even know if I need to explain how this is generational wealth. I'm sure you can get it. But this is actually one of our little generationals <laughs> building their own wealth. And as she gets older, she's only 11, she's 11, 12 years old now. And she's already a multimillionaire. So she goes forward and business grows and builds. And I'm sure Whole Foods, is, they aren't the only ones who are going to want to sign on to having her product in their stores. She's going to, her buzz, what she's going to do from here on out, if she's only 12 now, is the epitome of generational wealth. She's, she's hopefully going to go off and have her own family and everything like that. And this will carry throughout time. And she's only 12 years old. And she started doing this by not only was she selling lemonade, she could, she probably had a stand somewhere on the street, but she was smart about it. And I'm sure her parents had a big influence where she knew to, to infiltrate businesses to sell her product. Because she said that she started bottling up 
her lemonade when a local pizza shop asked if they could stock it for their customers. That was when she first knew that that was the avenue she should go into. So she started with just following up her brand, her lemonade, and selling it at a local pizza shop. And now this girl was just paid $11 million by Whole Foods. Again, look her up. Michaela Omer is her name. And she's going places. And then finally, we're going to, this is a different spin on all of this, is that we have a founder, an amazing founder, who has his own company, of course, PhD, phenomenal guy. And when I explain what he's doing, you may say, okay, it it doesn't fall under generational wealth per se, but it does. Because we as a people, especially people in the African diaspora, even if we're not leaving it directly to our own children and our own families, we have a sense of community. And a big part of that for most people of the African diaspora who own their own companies, We realize that's giving back to our community and that not only just giving it to our children, but we can inspire a whole generation of children through our community and our community projects and through our philanthropy. So the last in our list is Brandon Nicholson, PhD, and he is the founding executive director at the Hidden Genius Project. So his company, Um, Basically, they work a lot with tech and mentorship. And that's a huge part of what he does. So he's made his money and he continues to make his money off the fact that he's basically a a tech genius. So he started doing that. He's 39 years old and he focuses a great deal on tech, but he realized the lack of tech in communities and especially our communities and in public schools. So he decided to start the Hidden Genius Project, and it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to training and mentoring black male youth in technology, entrepreneurship, and leadership. And through this organization, his team has supported the professional development of over 9,300 students, provided over 600,000 hours of direct training across California and Detroit, And on December 2nd of this year, the Hidden Genius Project hosted a grand opening ceremony for their new headquarters in Oakland, Nicholson's hometown. He literally, outside of having three children or four grandchildren, I want to say that again, 9,300 students who are the African diaspora, males of the African diaspora, he is teaching his technique to, He is supporting, he is educating them to go on their own way through tech, which is the biggest industry now. I think everybody knows that it's been for a great deal of time. Entrepreneurship, growing their own businesses, but also learning how to be leaders in their own businesses and their communities. So again, his name is Brandon Nicholson. Look him up. Please look up and support the Hidden Genius Project. Do that immediately. And again, we want to also talk about Michaela Omer, who has her lemonade in Whole Foods. Look her up, follower, supporter. Melody Hobson, first to be the owner of Denver Broncos. Look her up. See what she's doing. See how you can support her. Arande Booker and his son Kendall. Look them up. First Black-owned athletic supply company. Look them up. See how you can support them. See how you can be a part of it. 
And then again, the first woman we mentioned, Van- Valerie Daniels Carter, largest female-owned franchise organization in the U.S. that she owns. Look her up, find her, VNJ Holdings Companies Incorporated. So that is our top five. I would love to hear from you guys and find out what your top five are, or if you have any, or you want any additional information on the top five that we mentioned. We'd love to hear from you, comments, suggestions, etc. Now, as I promised before we close this segment, I did promise that we would discuss, you know, and it won't be surprising, you know, to, to, uh, there've been many, there've been Verizon, Walmart, uh, you know, just Facebook, everybody's coming out of the woodwork all, all of a sudden since 2021, they support black businesses and generational wealth. But one thing, one, the two that we're going to talk about quickly is that, uh, there are two that are very common, but that they're, they're affecting businesses and generational wealth within tech. Because again, it's the future. And it's funny to say that because this year it's been reported that tech tech startups were the ones who suffered the most. But you want to know why that is? That's because of supply and demand. You want to know also know why that is? Why, why tech, tech startups have, have suffered the most in 2022? Because again, the more people become a part of something, the less value it has. So I say that to say that all tech is so big and tech is the future and tech is the world that so many people are trying to be a part of it. Even people who aren't tech savvy, that it's diminished in value. Everybody has a tech startup. Everybody's doing something with tech to the point where it's not getting the support it used to. So as a result of that, we all know that if anything becomes overpopulated, it diminishes in value. So as a result of that, for my people, for the members of the African diaspora and African-Americans, Black Americans, the global community, the unique angle that we have is just as our friend Brandon is trying to promote with his wealth project and supporting all these Black men and Black boys is but being a minority or being, I don't like the word minority, I'm actually not gonna say that. Being someone of a different culture of the African diaspora who who are launching tech startups, we're still thriving because of that. Because there's a lack of us in that industry, we still have value. So the two are Google, Google engineers, okay? Google is putting a lot of money. They put up Google for startups deploys. This is this year. They deployed $4 million of grant funding to 40 Black-led startups across the United States and Europe. Look it up. And they're going to continue to do so. They actually just announced an increase. Look it up. See how you can be a part of it. See how you can increase your funds if you're a tech startup of the African diaspora. The second one is NIH, the National Institute of Health here in the United States. They They launched their first grant program to close the funding gap between black and white researchers. The new program awarded up to $20 million a year in 2022 in research grants to underrepresented scientists. Science and technology, let's get our kids in it. Let's get it, get them in it to grow and build their own wealth. So again, that's the National Institute of Health, NIH, and who just put up $20 million in 2022 to bridge that funding gap for underrepresented scientists 
and Google, who deployed 4 million of grant funding, up to 40 Black-led startups, to up to 40 Black-led startups in Europe and the United States. So again, we want to hear your thoughts. Those are the top two. We'll continue to highlight this going into 2023, where you can find funding, support um, to build your business, which ultimately builds your, your wealth and, and closes the wealth gap in our between our communities and others, but also build that generational wealth. So again, you can reach us at blackwealthisback at gmail.com. You can leave a direct message here um, at anchor.fm dash Black Wealth is back. You can also um, contact us on our social media at our company site at Alani Media on Facebook and on Instagram, Alani underscore media underscore group. So that's all for me today. I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts. Okay. Until next time, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the diaspora. Talk soon. Good news. Hashtag Black Wealth is Back has gone subscription. That's right. You can subscribe to us today and reap all the membership benefits. Unlimited advertising to our audience, special free online events and personal social events. You can also get marketing through social media, all of our platforms, and so much more. In addition, and the most important part, is that you can also get premiere to exclusive contact content before it's public and use it. So if you're interested, just go to our page and subscribe. You can also email blackwealthisback at gmail.com. Get started today with hashtag blackwealthisback.